Jesse Phillips, uh, Olympic uh, athlete for the kayaking, came in. If you're interested in coaching, he talks about peak performance, the importance of elite sport as part of the social fabric and promoting mental health throughout the country. Um, and also he talks about how he manages himself as an elite athlete um, and someone who's competed for a number of years, over a decade at the international level, how he maintains that. Um, and then, you know, you'll be able to hear things around, it's not even a question um, of, you know, uh, how to be healthy, it's just a habit. And I think a lot of people listening to this conversation will just get a lot of inspiration around, if you really want to uh, have an optimal health and well-being, you know, you've really got to hone in and listen to yourself. So this is for coaches, um, people who are looking at improving health outcomes for themselves, and uh, anyone who's looking for a bit of a bit of inspiration. Jesse's the guy. Jesse Phillips, Mr. Lockie Cook, Olympic athlete, London all-round legend, actor, performer, musician. Mate, you can I can I hire you oh, as well, my PR you agent? You are pretty amazing. MC. Stop it. Celebrant. No, maybe. No, I haven't not, actually. You no, know, I've, I've been seen in weddings, but not, no, I'm not, not qualified. To not quite celebrant. there yet. Okay. No, no. Well, maybe next year. Potentially. Next year, Potentially. Things always open doors. Great. You know. Well, mate, you're looking um, quite dashing. In your Thank limit, you. Um, in your dark skin. You just come Do back you? from GP. Yep. Tell us about just, that. Just came back, well, pretty much directly from the beautiful Murray River. Just between Blanchetown and uh, Waikiri, I think it's called. That's how you pronounce it. On the Murray River. The Murray River is a beautiful There's water in it. There's, there's always, I mean, there's always water in the Murray. Some places. It's just in certain places of the Murray that, you know, yeah. it gets drawn for the agriculture. It's the food bowl of Australia as it is. Um, but uh, interestingly, I... I know this is completely irrelevant, but one of my favourite films when I was a young boy was um, uh, Storm Boy. Great film. Mr. Percival, the, pe the pelican, was his friend. And, um, he, and that, they, that, that was shot in the lower reaches of um, the Murray, in like the estuarine sort of waters of... Um, uh, I'll, I'll think of the name, I can't quite remember what it is, but that now, nowadays is nowhere near, in terms of bird life and fish life and so forth, it's wow. just like, so you because there's just not, a, not as much flush as, as the Murray used to have, because of, and it's a, it's a serious factor for yeah, our right. country, economically, agriculturally, yeah. you know, environmentally, yeah. throughout the whole region, because yeah. it runs, obviously, it's our biggest river, the Murray. Yeah. Anyway, that's, by the by, I was over there coaching 30 junior Australian athletes um, with another coach from South Australia. Had 12 of my young West Australian athletes over there after a competition, as you said, the first national regatta in the Olympic um, season, the mm. 2020 season mm. for sprint kayaking. And then leading up to Tokyo. Leading up to Tokyo. Well, um, I don't know how many days now, must be like 220 maybe days until the Olympic Games, mm. another Olympic Games. Another four years goes by so fast. It's crazy, hey? When you it get does. older, it just... It goes fast. Yeah. Every year it's accelerating. Well, it's pretty exciting. So you just mentioned that K1 500 is a uh, Olympic selection. Election. Yes, it is. And who so won the one at GP? I did. Oh. Well, I think I might have to you buy You threw me tickets. in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, 
it's it's exciting. It's, yeah. it's exciting. I, look, I I didn't expect to go in there and and, and have, take a win, and particularly in that well, maybe that event more than any other to be fair. But um, I certainly didn't expect to be up the pointy end of the field as easily as I may have mm. done so, mm. because I've been coaching so much. Um, although a couple of months ago I did go to the World Championships um, for Australia in marathon canoeing, so I've got a bit of fitness, but I just base. don't have uh, just. Yeah, anything I, I, over twenty seconds for you is usually a bit too long, wasn't it? Mate, it was thirty k's. Yeah, it was about two hours and five and twenty seconds. So it was about two and a half, two, just over two hours too long. But I did train for it pretty, pretty, yeah. you know, heavily over five, four, five months. Mm. So I felt good. Mm. Um, did the Avon descent this year? Mm. Me and Stevie Bird, me and my doubles partner Stevie Bird, Agent. took the win. Um, thanks very much. Uh, <laughs> But again, man, it was, it's, I, since sort of coming out of retirement from being a full-time athlete pretty well in 2016, um, I've been enjoying the sport, you know, mm. I've been able to like step back from that bubble, which is high performance sport and training and travel and, you know, thinking about every single metric from a physical perspective yeah. and mental perspective, surely. Um, and really like break the sport back down to what it really is about being on the water, being with friends, moving. And then, you know, yeah, sure, having a few goals is nice. It, it's not about winning, you know, necessarily. It's about the process of going through that. Um, and that's what I've really been able to strip back quite a bit in the last few years. And, and, and yeah, I mean, performance is still pretty close to my best, which is strange, but it's awesome. I think it, what, hearing that and knowing what you guys were like in the lead up to London and how everything was just so um, under magnifying glass, mm -hmm. eating plants, everything, morning, sleeping habits, heart rate, heart rate, rest time, everything was monitored Sorry. to try to create peak performance. And it did, you know, you got to London, but then in the lead up to Rio mm -hmm. and these kind of things. And, and then it's really interesting in the back air, you know, as more of a mature athlete, you kind of, you have this, you have just this aura and composure about yourself. You've got this confidence, I've done that, mm. you know? It's yeah, like, it's definitely, so. there's definitely that. I mean, as, as, you know, it would be remiss of me to not consider my current state of vantage, um, not having had all of that experience, you know, I, you know that, that's the where maybe that sporting world wisdom has come from. For me to look back now or look forward um, and have a better perspective, as mm. we, as you hopefully would expect to, you know, moving on in life, which is cool. It's nice. I mean, everyone's like, oh, I just want to, you know, be young again and have that, you know, that vigor and rigor. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like. There's another beauty to life that you know continues to unfold as you as you age and mm. and embrace you know the things that you've learned and the people that you you know you know and you know have a deeper appreciation for the things that you do. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. Well, it, does your quote kind of flow into that a little bit? Oh, for sure. Um, so um, it's I, I don't know a hell of a lot about the man, um, but I think this quote. Um, speaks volumes in how I have considered my success to, you know, where that's, where that was born from. Um, I wasn't necessarily the most, um, you know, I didn't have the biggest VO2. I wasn't the strongest guy out there. I don't necessarily have the most athletic frame um, to be, 
you know, an athlete at the highest level. But what I did have was a really strong self-belief. And so Henry Ford's quote, uh, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You know, I love that because there was that big poster in the wake shed mm. when we left the... We left every morning. Yep. Yeah, and there's that someone jumping the gap. That's right, jumping the gap. Yeah, Did exactly. you put that up there? No, I think yeah. it must have been ramen. But you know, like the quotes are nice like that. You know, they they totally they're important to have up. I mean, some gyms obviously go crazy with them, but I think a quote here and there is nice, uh, particularly of people that have done some pretty profound things in their in their life and human history. Mm. You know, Henry Ford was obviously a you know a major, uh, you know. Has has a major thumbprint on on the industrial revolution in many ways, and you know, revolutionising automobile, yeah. you know, construction yeah. on scale. So, you know, you can't undertake anything like that. And and look, I mean, that quote could have come from so many other people. It doesn't matter, you know, that he said it. But what it means is the important piece. Mm. Is that, and that's maybe why I've over years of not having gone straight into into study, you know, in a tertiary sense, um, out of school, I went and worked, and I was I was obviously an athlete and did a lot of travelling, um, uh, along with other things. I now have taken the time, or I did take the time in my sort of early mid twenties to actually discover what I wanted to study at uni. And having just graduated recently from um, my psych, finishing my psych degree, um, it was a natural process. You know, mm. it, it had to be what I went into because mm. the mind has always been my go-to in terms of how do I turn something around. Well, if I'm going to change my attitude, where's it going to come from? My foot? No. You know, no. The next step, yes, but it comes from your thinking patterns, yeah. your mind, you know, how you construct your reality. And so that quote, you know, is so much about backing yourself in. And that's what I've always, where it's come from, I don't know, but that's, that's what I reflect back on and going, that's what I'm almost pr most proud of, is in those clutch moments in sport, um, that's what pulled me through, is a deep, belief in bringing my best, my A game, when, mm. it, when it counts, because mm. it's hard, you know, like oh, so many pressure. athletes out there, yeah. I remember hearing, you know, you had to get whether your lifelong dream to go into the Olympics, and then the selection committee were on consistently changing the boats, mm -hmm. and they said, all right, whoever is best of three, you're going to London, yeah. and that pressure, mm -hmm. And just everything, your, all the hours, mm -hmm. years of preparation come down to these, these how long to do Well, the 33 seconds. So it's, yeah, I mean, three races, best of three, it could be 66 or it could be 99 seconds, roughly. 100 seconds. All up. All and up. the difference between the having it and ha not having it mm -hmm. is, you know, it yeah. literally is point, point oh 0.01. Big time. It can is, be. It's, it's, and then so all these little... It's not even everyone says he's one percenters that you think it's even more defined than the one percent. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. And then that pressure just comes up and up. And yep. I think you've got to have that that resilient mentality that and I've always looked up to you as having that because. And this is what I think the beauty of downstream 
post-elite athlete and sport comes, you don't know if you do get to the Olympics or you do get into the Australian team or the state team mm. or in the A team for your local basketball, whatever it is. Sure. As long as you're consciously aware of that journey mm -hmm. and you are being the best version of you, you will mm -hmm. reap the fruits of that, the benefits of that. You're right. And that's what I think is really powerful. We're hearing these stories around, you don't know how it will manifest into different ways, but mm. as long as you are you know, having that positive mentality, you are going to be better off and your community will be better off. Correct. As a result of that. Correct. Because I think one of the other things I think a lot of kids, you know, you, you just selflessly, you are this Olympic athlete, but you're also connecting with kids at such grassroots level, hmm. teaching kids how to get in the car for the first time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is really quite amazing about you and your character and what you're doing with Kinoing WA mm -hmm. and how you're willing to put your hand up. And yes, mm. I'm going to get into the, what are they, the Gumpy Boats? Gumpy Boats, Gumpy yeah. Boats. Gumpy, yeah. Gumpy Boats. And then take the kids out and show them how to just stay balanced and yeah. for an Olympian to go out and do that yeah no worries I'll take you out mm. it's pretty special yeah I think I've always tried to understand the whole scope you know I more recently I suppose by my I've been building more of a professional philosophy through my uni degree I'm sort of you know as a mature age student trying to cultivate well you know a whole bunch of people are going to come out with degrees mm. but what will you know not not from a not from a competitive perspective, but what, what's going to make you unique? Not so, and, and not in that market way, although, yes, that's important. It's like, what matters to me? What's the uniqueness that I'm going to bring? Well, what, well it has to come from my journey. It has to come from my story. And one element of that is like, okay, I need to, th I need to think globally. You know, I need to think about the whole system of sport. I need to think about you know, grassroots all the way through the Olympic Games or World Championships, etc. But acting locally. So think globally, act locally, mm. for me, is always so important because it, it, then, you, then you can concertina between the, you know, the full spectrum, which you have to, as a leader in particular, in a, as a, in a leadership position, which I have been in the last several years in a, mm. in a coaching capacity. But certainly, as you say, as, a, you know, as an elite athlete, you sort of are looked upon whether you like it or not. And, and I've always liked that element mm. of, of being a role model because, as I say, I'm like, I want to lead by example. I'll bring my A game. If, if I make mistakes, I'll own up to them. And that's another part of the journey that I want to continue to um, cultivate in, in our paddling community is mm. that sure you're not going to have a great race you're not going to have a great week or month school pressures social pressures all of those things aren't going to make for the ideal scenario every single time you get out there and race or train but um, learning from examples and normalizing that's one thing you know that I'm really key you know I think is a key component is normalizing what a lot of youngsters nowadays can find quite hard mm. to deal with, which then leads into high levels of anxiety and unfortunately, you know, youth suicide. Mm. It, it's, it's an awful statistic to have to deal with, but the reality is that maybe what we think for some kids who have it pretty easy, probably, you know, in our society, just need to dial back their reaction to how their life's going a little mm. bit. And that's one thing in sport, you know, it's certainly through the process of training the body and the mind, it helps 
to you know bring things into into perspective a little bit more. It, it it brings people into their body a little bit more, and any of those sort of out sort of outbursts of of reaction, whether emotional or physical, through injury or sickness or so. It's just like okay, that's normal because of all these other factors in your life, mm. and. Having a network, I mean, the sporting environment and community is a very, can be, and often is, I think, in the Australian context, a very, um, uh, well, nourishing, sort of supportive environment. People, I'd hope to think that most people don't fall through the cracks in those types of, like, sporting clubs, surf mm. life saving, you know, the kite community, certainly. Mm. We, we try to make sure that everyone's good, mm. you know, and, and isn't being mm. left out to the side mm. and isn't being listened to. Um, though I know in so many parts of Australia and, and our, our communities, you know, in the metro area as well, there'd be a mm. lot of kids without that support. It is really interesting that point though as well, because I've also heard on the flip side of that, elite mm. sport. Mm -hmm. You've got elite sport and then community sport, like a surf life saving club yep. that can be elite in its own world, but like majority of people are doing it to be part of the community Correct. and con contribute. But it's interesting, I caught up with Lisa Russ yeah, just right. three days ago in Brooklyn. Oh, brilliant. And it was really yeah, interesting, nice. so she was a silver medalist. And uh, bronze bronze in, medalist in Beijing. In yep. And Beijing. Yep. And she competed in Athens as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she lives in Derby now, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden, so if you go kayaking there, you get eaten by a croc. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, <laughs> you coach, she doesn't get kayaking at all. That's right. Um, it was interesting just talking to her about her journey as, you know, mm. as the top. She's been to Olympics, yep. amazing. And then, you know, it was interesting, my journey, not I didn't compete or anything like that, but post-elite sport and where things were all of a sudden you're not at my level you're not in like uh in a Australian senior team but you're still giving you as much hours into Top. it yeah. and then all of a sudden you're not in the program you got injury and you're out and then now what's that transition back in and it's mm. interesting more people i talk about it that like non um you know that phase when they get out of the system what is all of a sudden that's their tribe it's your community yeah and you stay part of that but all of a sudden you're not in that. You're not, you're not in the in squad. Yeah. You're not in the waste squad. You're not in the AAS. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, oh, what's it then? Mm. You know, who Good do time. you fit with? And yeah. it's quite interesting on that mental health thing. I feel the institutes are doing it better, but there's still a lot. You know, AFL, for example, you got um, people who are 25 years old or 22 years old retiring yeah. because the pressure's wow. so high. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think I in, the, in the community that you've kind of contributed so much, mm. you got someone like a Raman Anderson. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just mm -hmm. such a lovely person, yeah. but also a hard person. Yeah, he, he's, he's certainly been, over the last several, you know, well, decade, two decades that I've known him, has been, you know, finding that balance mm. between elite sport and wellness and community. Yeah. And you're exactly right. I mean, I think our, our particular case, you know, knowing, you know, your journey as well, you know, you're right, you know, priming yourself to be at the top of your game quite equally to, to some of us in the squad that were, you know, maybe a few years older and, you know, in, into the senior team ranks. But by no means was it ever seen, you know, outside of the performance realm as you not being part of our... Like, there was never... And that's, that's, what, I, that's what I'm sort of talking mm. to in that, like, we try and normalise. Normalise, like, performance as well as normalising, um, you know the grievances and what have you of, of, of a variety of athletes, you mm. know, over time, whatever that, whatever you've grievance or, or, you know, 
downturn or, or feelings of whatever. Yeah, um, well-being. Well-being. Yeah. Um, are, it's making sure that they've got support around yeah. them. And, yeah. and, you know, we've been, you know, mates, irrespective of the sport, you yeah. know, the, the sporting journey. And, and likewise with, you know, Bouch, Toddy, you know, you name it, Steve-O, Reese, you know, we're all buddies that will catch up irrespective whether we're around a, a, a kayak or a ski or a, or a paddle. So it is so important, man. Yeah. Connection is so important. Yeah. And, and it's not just about that one thing. This is where, you know, people connecting deeply. Mm. And I think it's a nice little segue into this, mm. mate. Your iron. Yep. You did make a private, or like a... I did. We don't need to go into the details. If you're not willing to share, you're interested to share that? Uh, no, look, I mean, it was, it was a bit of a, it was a sort of run through of what, you know, I may, I may be sort of cultivating a little um, performance goal in the next few months towards yeah. the Olympic trials after, you know, having a pretty successful little outing in, in Adelaide a couple of weekends ago. So that, you know, will we'll be balanced out. I mean, all of the sort of high performance metrics about performance based stuff, so sleep, nutrition, recovery, um, mindset, and um, I suppose, you know, vigor, that, that sort of grit and ability to like just push through, um, you know, mindfulness and, and sort of bringing myself out of it, that recovery. Um, so they're all of my, my sort of, uh, my pieces of my pie um, that I'll be putting together in my, my performance IR. So you created a new title and that's what you did? Yep. So do you see yourself, how often would you check in on that? Uh, look, I'll, I'll certainly be checking in on it every couple of days now. Mm. Um, so just to see, just to map out where, I th I'll, I'll probably invite a couple of people in with it, um, just, to, just to give me that accountability, I think that's so important. Um, even though I, you know, it's not maybe the nuts and the bolts of how I'm gonna do it, mm. it's just having those conversations about well, why, why might, might this be tapping off a little bit here? Why am I rating down at five or three or two in the sleep department? You know, that's not mm. becoming of that goal, is it? You know, mm. so, you know, I think I'll probably get Steve-O on board um, to have a look over it for me and keep me on track. Long time Madden doubles Madden. partner. Yeah, that's it. Um, you two are the best duo. <laughs> we've, we've, yeah, we've, uh, we've enjoyed a, a healthy partnership <laughs> and friendship, you know, partnership in, in on and off the water, as we, yeah. as we say. So. Totally. Yeah. Um, so let's have a bit of a yarn about this. Yeah. So yep. talk to me about, you've got two, you know, real strengths here and three as well. Mm. Um, health, growth, contribution. They're yeah. some of your strongest areas. Yeah, I mean, health, I'm always, you know, touch wood, I'm, I, I feel always pretty in touch with that. I think from that athletic training base, you know, when you've got been to the elite level of sport, you sort of, you, you're so, you know, your lens is zoomed in on that stuff most days, even when you've finished up. And I, I suppose I've done it for so long, that accumulation of knowledge and, and just, you can't, you just can't let it go and you know chatting about it on the weekend actually down down south for a friend's wedding and and speaking about it on the way home where you know some of our friends you know like to get on on the uh on the uh, on the beers and the wines and and sort of push into the night where it's just automatic for me like as soon as i start feeling tired there's no like i'll just have another one it's like 
all right, it's time to shut down. You know, like, yeah. and it becomes so ingrained and, and it might sound a bit boring. I mean, you know, you have a good, a good dance and a good time, but like all within the energy reserves and the resources that you have. Mm. I think that's one thing is you just, I listen to my body really well now. Um, so that's why my health is sort of right up there. Um, the contribution side of thing, you know, it's a hard one. I, I'd love to contribute more. I think that the amount of time I spend in, in sport from a contributive sort of state is pretty high. And just managing so many athletes, I think that con level of contribution is, is, is almost, you know, outreaches beyond, mm. you know, very much beyond just my sort of small circle, potentially to the detriment of, of you know, you know, some friends and some, and some family. But I think, that, you know, the, there's a few, fair few numbers that I'm contributing to there and, and their goals and dreams in, in sport particularly. They're all the um, intangible things, like those one-liners. One-liners. The small questions that, you know, absolutely. You know, the way that people respond to you, you know, when you flick through a text or you flick through a, you know, messenger about, you know, what can I do here? Should I do this? Da, 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 da. Like, just one, one element of that, you know, from a coaching sort of standpoint or philosophy is like, I always try and push the question back to the athlete. If there's a question that comes at me that is, you know, pretty factual, you know, I, I'm always trying to give them the opportunity to, you know, to, to ensure that they've got the resources around them to, to, to answer that question. Or if it's something that they are, you know, advice about something that they might, you know, be, you know, deciding upon, you throw questions back at people. Mm. Just to make them think deeper, just mm. just just drill down a little bit mm. further, mm. and you've all we've all got the answers inside of us in a way. Just the guidance that you know, particularly that adolescent mm. age that I think most people, some people need. Can you see yourself using something like this to help you go and ask those questions, going a bit deeper? Yeah, I think so, for sure, and and particularly in the teenage elite athlete pathway, there's so many competing. Um, focal points in their life and it's something that I've been chatting to Steve about recently and you know being the sports development officer at Northcott is that you know I'm I'm asking him questions about some of his athletes and and you know to try and find that marriage between asking too much of athletes at a certain time in their development you know from a sporting long-term athlete development perspective but in you know in line with what's happening in their life right now the social pressures at school you know the hormones that are changing in, in young people's bodies likely you know trying to keep up socially on the weekend that plus doing you know five six seven eight sessions a week mm. in any sporting discipline mm. that they're doing it would really make it easier to have uh, a clear-cut directive mm -hmm. towards areas of you know ebb and flow for them which is where I, I think Ayan would would work really well because some of them don't communicate that well mm -hmm. but that speaks volumes doesn't it yeah you know and and they're able to feel comfortable in their own time to answer these questions yeah so 
utilizing that technology and that you know that that sort of operating system which is so accessible on the phone nowadays it's just like you we've got to be, be wise with it um, yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to, to see how this might work with some young athletes Deadly. yeah so you've got this here and then this one here is would you want to talk about anything else well yeah I mean you can probably see there that like my family's pretty low um, it's it's at a you know five there and five point one. Drag my average down, baby. Um, time. I mean, it, I, 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 you know, it probably would be be higher than that if I really, you know, considered it in line with all the other priorities and commitments. But it's still, you know, it's still. I feel that I feel that five or you know that that rating being where it is because. You know, I just always want more time with my family. Whenever I have time with my family, it's always, it brings joy, mm. you know? Um, but uh, travel, work, not just for me, them, <laughs> you know, there I've got, a, you know, my, one of my nephews and my brother-in-law's in Japan at the moment. I've been over in Adelaide recently, you know, the school period, my young sister just finished, graduated school at, down at Waldorf, um, Bibber Lake, um, West Coast Steiner, um, you know, trying to fit everything is tough. Yeah. But you do your best. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, that, that, that will come up in a few weeks' time once we've had a bit more time over the holiday period. Totally. You know? Yeah. But um, everything else is in good spirit, man. I mean, as you can see, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm tracking all right. Right now, uh, there's a, a couple areas to top up, but I think in the key areas of health, which I think is just absolutely... That that for me is ground zero. You got to have that foundation. You know, I think having a level of vitality to start with gives you energy to start to top up other 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 areas of your life. So with this, if there was one area that you could maybe um, increase by a decimal or something like that, mm. which would increase the aggregate, what mm. would it be over the next few months? Well, I, I mean, certainly family. That that'll that'll jump up. Um, I think a better, a better work balance will, you know, I mean, it's high-ish at the moment, but I think it can, you know, we can, we can find some, some points there. Um, and that's just about prioritising. For me, I'm pretty good at saying yes, and I'm learning to say no. <laughs> I say yes to the right, I'm trying to say yes to the right things. We made the right decision coming here. I did, and you, I, I, I always say yes to you, <laughs> you know that. Um, so yeah, no, but I'm, I'm tracking it pretty well. I mean, I'd like a little bit more beach time. Um, I'd like a little bit more Alana time. Um, you know, we, you know, she's busy. We're ships in the night a lot of the time. It's crazy. It's cra you live in the same One house. One thing that we didn't check is like, you know, romance. Yeah, relationship. relationship. Um, yeah, yeah, your no. strongest relationship. Not, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's I think it's, <laughs> and, and, and it's such an important piece, yeah. to be honest, because, you know, for, well, for many people who live with their partner, you recover, you rejuvenate, you re-energise at mm. home. And if that space isn't strong and vibing and, you know, have that element of, like, breathing out, then all of those other things are going to be affected by that one. Yeah. I think. more. You know, and, and, you know, sleep, health, all of those bits and pieces will start to get just eaten away by the fact that that relationship, that's really bedrock relationship in your life, 
is is yeah is questionable. But no, if that was on the list, I think we'd be we'd probably be pretty high at the moment. I'd be, we'd be well and truly above eight eight and a half, which is good. Oh, definitely. <laughs> good on you, man. Pleasure, bro. Oh, Thanks it's for so good. Me. Really appreciate it, and uh, all the best for this journey. Thanks, good mate. Good yarn. Real good yarn. And uh, all yarn again soon. Down straight, we will. Yeah,